if that thy father live, let him repent thou wast not made his daughter, and be thou sorry to follow Caesar in his triumph, since thou hast been whipped for following him. Henceforth the white hand of a lady fever thee, shake thou to look on it, get thee back to Caesar, tell him thy entertainment, look, thou say he makes me angry with him, for he seems proud and disdainful, harping on what I am, not what he knew I was, he makes me angry, and at this time most easy to do it. When my good stars, that were my former guides, have empty left their orbs, and shot their fires into the abysm of hell, if you mislike my speech and what is done, tell him he was Hipparchus, my enfranchised bondman, who he may at pleasure whip, or hang, or torture, as he shall like, to quit me, urge it thou, hence with thy stripes, be gone. Sweet mistress, what your name is else I know not, nor by what wonder you do hit of mine, less in your knowledge and your grace you show not, than our earth's wonder more than earth divine. Teach me, dear creature, how to think and speak, lay open to my earthly gross conceit, smothered in errors, feeble, shallow, weak, the folded meaning of your words deceit, against my soul's pure truth why labour you, to make it wander in an unknown field. Are you a god? Would you create me new? Transform me then, and to your power I'll yield. But if that I am I, then well I know, your weeping sister is no wife of mine, nor to her bed, nor homage do I owe, far more, far more, to you do I decline. Oh, train me not, sweet mermaid, with thy note, to drown me in thy sister flood of tears. Sing, siren, for thyself, and I will dote, spread over the silver waves, thy golden hairs and as a bed I'll take them and there lie and in that glorious supposition think he gains by death that have such means to die let love being light be drowned if she sink I left no ring with her what means this lady fortune forbid my outside have not charmed her she made good view of me Indeed, so much, that sure me thought her eyes had lost her tongue, for she did speak and starts distractedly. She loves me, sure. The cunning of her passion invites me in this churlish messenger. None of my lord's ring. Why, he sent her none. I am the man. If it be so, as it is, poor lady, she were better love a dream. Disguise, I see, thou art a wickedness, wherein the pregnant enemy does much. How easy is it for the proper force in woman's waxen hearts to set their forms? Alas, our frailty is the cause, not we. For such as we are made of, such we be. How with this fadge? My master loves her dearly, and I, poor monster, fond as much on him, and she, mistaken, seems to dote on me. What will become of this? As I am a man, my state is desperate for my master's love. As I am woman, now, alas, the day, what thriftless sigh shall poor Olivia breathe? O oh, time, thou must untangle this, not I. It is too hard a knot for me to untie. Ha! <laughs> you come near me now. No worse man than Sir Toby to look to me. This concurs directly with the letter. She sends him on purpose, that I may appear stubborn to him. 
she incites me to that in the letter. Cast thy humble slough, she says. Be opposite with a kinsman, surly with servants. Let thy tongue tang with arguments of state. Put thyself into the trick of singularity and consequently set down the manner how, as a sad face, a reverend carriage, a slow tongue, in the habit of some sir of note, and so forth. I have lined her, but it's Jove's doing, and Jove makes me thankful. And when she went away, let this fellow be looked to. Fellow. Not Malvolio, nor after my degree, but fellow. Why, everything adheres together, that no dram of a scruple, no scruple of a scruple, no obstacle, no incredulous or unsafe circumstance. What could be said? Nothing that can be can come between me and the full prospect of my hopes. Well, Jove, not I, is the doer of this, and he is to be thanked. What damned Epicurean rascal is this? My heart is ready to crack with impatience. Who says this is improvident jealousy? My wife is sent to him. The hour is fixed. The match is made. Would any man have thought this? See the hell of having a false woman. My bed shall be abused. My coffers ransacked. My reputation gnawn at. And I shall not only receive this villainous wrong, but stand under the adoption of abominable terms and by him that does me this wrong. Terms, names, a maimon sounds well, Lucifer well, Barbison well, yet they are devil's additions, the names of fiends. But cockold, whittle, cockold, the devil himself has not such a name. Page is an ass, a secure ass, he will trust his wife, he will not be jealous. I would rather trust a Fleming with my butter, Parson Hugh the Welshman with my cheese, an Irishman with my aquavite bottle, or a thief to walk my ambling gelding, than my wife of herself. Then she plots, then she ruminates, then she devises, and what they think in their hearts they may affect. They will break their hearts, but they will affect. God be praised for my jealousy. Eleven o'clock the hour. I will prevent this. Detect my wife, be revenged on Falstaff, and laugh at Paige. I will about it, but three hours too soon and a minute too late. Upon the King Let our lives, our souls, our debts, our careful wives, our children and our sins lay on the King. We must bear all. Hard condition, twin born of greatness, subject to the breath of every fool, whose sense no more can feel but his own ringing. What infinite heart's ease must kings neglect that private men enjoy? And what have kings that privates have not too? Save ceremony, save general ceremony. And what art thou, thou idle ceremony? What kind of god are thou? that sufferest more of mortal griefs than do thy worshippers. What are thy rents? 
what are thy comings in? O ceremony, show me but thy worth. What is thy soul of adoration? Art thou all else but place, degree and form, creating awe and fear in other men, wherein thou art less happy being feared than they are in fearing? What drinkest thou oft, instead of homage sweet, but poison flattery? Oh, be sick, great greatness, and bid thy ceremony give thee cure. Thinkest thou the fiery fever will go out with titles blown from adulation? Will it give place to flexure and low bending? Can thou, when thou commands the beggar's knee, command the health of it? No, the proud dream, that plays so subtly with a king's repose. I am a king that find thee, and I know it is not the balm, the scepter and the ball, the sword, the mace, the crown imperial, the intertissued robe of gold and pearl, the fast title running for the king, the throne he sits on, nor the tide of pomp that beats upon the high shore of this world. No, not all these, thrice gorgeous ceremony, not all these, laid in bed majestical, can sleep so soundly as the wretched slave, who, with a body filled and vacant mind, gets him to rest, crammed with distressful bread. Never sees horrid night, the child of hell, but, like a lackey, from the rise to set, sweats in the eye of Phoebus, and all night sleeps in Elysium. Next day after dawn, does rise and help Hyperion to his horse, and follows so the ever-running year, with profitable labour, to his grave, and, but for ceremony, such a wretch, winding up days with toil and nights with sleep, had the forehand advantage of a king, the slave, a member of the country's peace, enjoys it, but in gross brain little watts. Watch what the king keeps to maintain the peace, whose hours the peasant best advantages.